If you will, open up your Bibles to Ephesians. We're going to start in Ephesians 2.10, verse 10. And we read these verses before, but we'll read through, I believe, verse 13. It says this. It says, for we, and he's writing to Christians, people who have given their life to Christ, are his workmanship. In other words, we are God's workmanship. Uh, and it says, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's an interesting statement there. He said, and we'll just read through 11, 12, and 13, then go back. He said, therefore, remember that you once uh, Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision. So basically, he was saying the Jews call us non-covenant people, people separated from God. That's what it was to be uncircumcised, to be outside the covenant of God, to be outside of contact with God. And it says, by what was called the circumcision made uh, in the flesh by hands. In other words, they would do these natural things. But goes on in verse 12, it says that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth, meaning the things of God, uh, of Israel and strangers from the covenants or the promises God made with man, uh, the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. In other words, what he paid for. So go back to verse 10. It says, for we are his workmanship. And we touched on this a little bit before. A lot of people, you know, there's different types of work in the world, but uh, there are people who are craftsmen and they have what they have, they call it their workmanship. You know, have you ever bought something like a sofa and thought, well, I don't want to spend much on this. I'm just going to get this because it works for now. And then the thing fell apart. It folded up on you. Like, you know, you ever sat in the thing and it closed like a clamshell or something? You're like, what's going on here? It's because of the workmanship. You, you know, people make statements about workmanship all the time. Well, you get what you pay for, you know, you get, if you want better workmanship, you pay more, right? The ultimate price for humanity was paid, and it's already available, God's workmanship is available to everybody. And when a person receives Jesus, God does a work in their spirit and makes them brand new, and then you can say with confidence, I am his workmanship created by the price and in Christ Jesus. But notice what it said. He said, therefore, I'm sorry, that's verse 11, verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So when you were made new, you were designed a certain way to do and live a certain way. You know, it's strange for a rooster to bark. It, it's just strange. Some people are not getting that. That's not normal. 
but you were created in Christ unto good works. I've said this before. I had some friends in high school when the Toyota uh, started their you know, little truck thing and started, they, I believe they had the trucks, but then they made the four-wheel drive ones, you know. And, uh, and I remember a friend of mine got one with blue on the bottom and white hood with this yellow and orange and orange or stripes, three, and then they went up and it was like the coolest truck. And then another friend got this one that was like canary yellow. And I mean, they, they were new at the time and, you know, you go get in their truck and then it's four-wheel drive, you know. I mean, you just go buy this. You know, people had Jeeps back then and they would customize them and take them off-road or VWs and turn them into, you know, sandbugs or whatever they called them. And, and uh, it's different than sand fleas. And they, these guys had them and so... We lived right by the mountains, and there is a canyon that they still, in San Gabriel Canyon, still go off-roading big time. And uh, so these guys go up there to go in, and they said, but the big thing is, is if we take this off-road, we void the warranty. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's four-wheel drive. It's made for the off-road, but you open the glove box, and there's a sticker in there. And it just said, you know, the warranty will be voided if you take this off-road. There were different ones throughout the car. It was made to go off-road, but they said, now don't take it off-road. Because if you do, we can't guarantee it. And we were created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Now, we're not just saved... And so you just have to live in bondage and live all messed up and all these different... Don't, don't try and go off-road. Don't try and use authority. Don't try to get results. You never know what God wants. If you're created a certain way for something, He doesn't have qualifying stickers all over your life. Saying, yeah, you're made that way, but... People say stuff like that. You pray and you never know. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God said wait a while. Where's that? You know, you pray and something bad happens. You never know what God wants. How come you give God credit for everything in life? Jesus never did. The disciples never did. You with me? Where do we come to these conclusions? No. The bad that comes in your life is either by your own fault or the devil. Not God. He's not doing that. We know from the Bible, he said, the thief doesn't come but to steal, to kill, and destroy. He said, but I have come that you, in John 10, he said, but I have come that you might have life and have it less abundantly and it just might be all leaky and everything like that, you know, because you never know what the Lord wants for one person or the, no, that's not what it said. You might have life and have it more abundantly. So if it's not becoming more abundant, that that's not what God wants. I'm talking in every area. Of the Christian life. And, and people sometimes 
don't realize that they were created a certain way when they received Christ, you know, and they've never pushed on the gas pedal. They've never given it a try. They've never seen what they've got. They maybe haven't been taught. They're timid. But the Bible said God has not given us a spirit of timidity. You know, in, in Timothy, in the first chapter, in the seventh verse, he said, but a power or authority and love and of a sound mind. So we don't, if we have love, then we don't have to think Irish anymore. Right? Naturally, you still got your old noodle, but you were created inside. Well, you know, I'm, you know, we're just Irish and we're this way or we're this and we're this way. And he said, you were made new. And he said, you're his workmanship. And he, this is universal for every Christian. Not like four or five, he made good and the others, he's like, oh, that's a bad batch right there. You know, I worked at the Doubletree Hotel when I was in Bible school. And one of the things at the Doubletree Hotel was they made, they had this big ice cream scoop thing and they made these chocolate chip with like walnuts or whatever cookie I mean, they're like this, and back then, I don't know if it's so now, you got two or one in an individual bag right, I mean, right on your pillow. Now, it might be not there anymore. I mean, they invite you to eat in bed. I mean, you know, you get one for, and then I think there was one on the counter, and then you got a card back then, so you ended up with a couple of them. But they would make these things, and they would touch, and if they weren't perfect, they were down in the employee cafeteria. And at the end of the day, whatever were, whichever, however many were there, you could just take them. And so I'd take them home to all my friends, and after a while, they're like, enough is enough. Well, we'd take them because, you know, they would touch, or they didn't lay down enough, or they laid down too much. They tasted the same, but they were defects. They weren't good enough. God didn't make, like, four or five good, and well, you're a defect. Poor thing. You go in the employee kitchen, somebody will pick you. <laughs> you know? Somebody will pick you, somebody will take you home. No, we're all his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. He didn't say try to do these good works. He said you were created that way. Your mind may not be renewed, but inwardly you were changed to do things, to live a certain way in God. And good works is not just keeping the Ten Commandments. Matter of fact, I know people would love this, but you don't find the Ten Commandments mentioned, but really one time in the New Testament after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's in Romans, the 13th chapter. And so when you read there, what does it say about the Ten Commandments? He, he, he invites us not to keep them, just to try to live after them. He said, if you live by the new rule of living in God's love, he said, you'll fulfill all the Ten Commandments. That's why they're not mentioned. That's why love is taught about so much. 
But when we got created new in Christ, you've been given a spirit of power, love. So inside your spirit, you have love. And if you live according to that rule, you won't break any of the Ten Commandments. You won't have to try to do any. You were created that way. Your mind was not renewed that way. And here's the thing in the world, man, that's why we need to know what God said in His Word because it will help you immensely to begin to change how you think because the world will tell you if somebody does this to you, you do this back. If they talk about you, you talk about them. God said if they do that, He said don't return evil for evil. Why? Because you have a new nature. They're not created like that. So what we need to recognize is they're going to talk about the way they're made. But the Bible's going to talk about the way you've been made in Christ. And so that's why you renew your mind to get it thinking. That's where transformation comes. You begin to think in line with who you really are in Christ. And so here in the 10th verse, he said, uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for or unto good works, which God prepared beforehand that you or we should walk in them. Long before we ever got saved, God had a plan laid out for you for things to do. <clears throat> you just needed to be recreated. To be made to do it. Now, there's things that everybody is called to do as Christians, but then also there are individual things that people need to do as Christians that vary one from another. Like, I didn't have this plan like, well, I'm saved. What, I wonder what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to career day in the church and, hey, uh, uh, be a minister. Now, if you knew people who knew me or knew people who knew me in high school, this is the furthest thing. Serious. I mean, the furthest thing from what people thought I'd be doing. I remember there's this awesome, since we're talking about Mexican food today, Mexican place in California called El Marandero. And uh, some friends shared the good news of El Marandero, and I went, and I ate, and I keep eating. I have a friend, you know, one of our board members in Idaho. I took him there. He still goes on vacation to Southern California. Guess where he still goes and sends me pictures? <laughs> El Marandero. All it takes is an invitation for good food. Amen? And then let them come and eat. And so, though you're writing in your notes, El Marandero. No, that was a message also that we serve good food here. <laughs> and if you just tell them to come and eat, they could try it themselves. But anyway, I was there one time, and there was a guy I hadn't seen since I'd given my life to the Lord, and we knew each other in high school, and he was a couple people in front of me, and I was like, oh, that's so-and-so. And uh, he was looking over his shoulder, and they'd move forward, and he'd looking. And he was looking at me. 
And then he got to the front, and he ordered, and he went off to the side, and then I went over, and his name is David, too. And I said, hey, man, it's David. I said, it's me. He said, oh, yeah. And he just said, he said, I heard, you know, you were like a Christian. This is what he said to me. He said, you look calm. He did. He said, you look calm. He said, you look different. Well, I was recreated in Christ. And what was in me began to work. And he was like, whoa, we're all recreated. I knew this one girl when, when I was, uh, you know, had come to know the Lord and I had witnessed to her. Actually, we were going to get married. And um, so I knew her pretty well. And um, she was like, how could you do this, you know, get saved? She thought I robbed her. <laughs> she was crying. Serious. She was upset. She said, will you hug me? And I was like, all right. And I was just thinking, I'll pray for her. I didn't know nothing. I was like, help her to know. And, and uh, you know, I wasn't praying out, oh, Lord, help her to know. I just prayed under my breath. And I was like, okay. And she told her friends, I can't believe he did this. What has he done? <laughs> they said, don't worry. It'll pass. It, you know, it'll go away. And, and I was so different. And I looked in the mirror. I could tell a difference in me. But I told her, I said, you know, if you died, you'd go to hell. And we talk about other people and how bad they are, and we're not as bad as them, or we don't do exactly like this. But the Bible said if you break one thing, commandment, you're, you need a Savior. And, you know, if you died, you go to hell. So one of her friends, another friend, actually, who gave her life to the Lord later on, they went to the foothills because we lived right in the foothills. They drove up there to do their personal counseling. They were smoking pot and talking about me and how horrible this is and I don't know what I'm going to do. So the girl I was dating at the time started the car to drive away and they're high driving along, they get not too far, and a bee flies up her sleeve, stings her. She freaks out. And if you know anything about marijuana, it, it'll leave you empty. It'll jack your conscience up. They don't tell you all this stuff. But it makes you paranoid too, which is a side effect. But it can make you laugh. So you have both manifestations in the car. She starts freaking out because her stepdad is allergic to bees. She's never been stung by a bee, and she's thinking, my throat's going to swell up, and I'm going to die, and I'm going to go to hell. And the other girl starts laughing at her. So she's like, I'm gonna, if I die, I'm going to go to hell. And the other girl just starts laughing more and more at her about going to hell. And she's all, this isn't funny. If I die right now, I'll go to hell. And she starts, and she's laughing harder. She's telling her, quit laughing. They get home, and her mom knew we did this. And um, she starts laughing at her too. She's thinking, this isn't funny. But that gripped her for about two or three weeks. And then she surrendered her life to the Lord. And here's what happened. 
she looked completely different. She dressed the same. She same. Her countenance changed because she was recreated inside in Christ. She just had the life of God in her. She looked different. And I remember thinking, man, she looks different. People who live for God and then stop living for God, it shows up in your countenance. Praise the Lord. Because if we let the outward man affect the inward man, it starts to show up. He gets locked away. And he was recreated in Christ. And then you who have life, uh, not here, but meaning those who have life that don't live that way, get all locked up and it just gets, it's not a fun road. And I remember thinking, she looks so different. I wonder if anybody else knows. Well, that girl that was in the car, maybe 10 years later, called me when her dad died and said, hey, David, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, it's been all this time you know about me and why don't you just give your life to the Lord? And she said, I'll, I'll do it. I said, you don't have to change churches. You don't have to do anything. Just give your life to the Lord because she was Catholic. So she prayed and received the Lord, and her whole life started changing because something changed in her. But here's what's wild is she told me right then. She said, you remember so-and-so? And I said, yeah, I remember talking about that girl. She said, we all noticed when she got saved, she looked totally, totally different. The Bible said that God gives oil to make the face shine, talking about the Spirit of God working in believers. And when we have this new life, we can learn to access it. And here he said that we should walk in them. We're not talking about just trying to keep rules. He did something so you could do certain things for him. It's not natural for us to live not after God once we've given our life to him. There's no fulfillment there. You ever tried it? Oh, I'm not going to do And then I'm not going to do this. And you miss church for a little while. And then you come back and you start doing it. And you're like, oh, what was I thinking when I wasn't there? No, nobody's ever done that. And because um, you guys are awesome. And uh, but the people that aren't here this morning that missed, like Mike, the drummer, <laughs> and his brother, Chris, you know, they're in their wives and stuff. They're totally all. No, they're on vacation. And um, they're like, whoa, don't look at him when they come back and go, you look bad. <laughs> no. Verse 11, he said, therefore, we've been created this way, to walk in these new things. Notice verse 11. Therefore, he said, remember. So he tells you, listen, you need to think. When you give your life to the Lord, you don't quit thinking, but he directs you how to think. He said, you were recreated new unto good works. He said, therefore, or because of that, remember. Well, what am I supposed to remember? How dirty and rotten I am? No. He said, therefore, remember that you were once Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by that which was called the circumcision or the ones that were in with God made, uh, I'm sorry, made in the flesh by hands. In other words, they, they had a physical circumcision, 
The Bible tells us in Christ we have a spiritual one. He took away the spiritual, sinful, old way. But here it says, verse 12, that at that time. So remember that at that time. Remember how it started. He said, uh, for we are his workmanship now, but remember in the past, at that time, you were. Not you are. So you need to remember some things. Well, if I was, then I'm not. And he said, you were at that time. That at that time, you were without Christ. So you're not without Him. So don't say, oh Lord, don't leave me today. Because you're not without Him anymore. Oh, Holy Spirit, be with me. Oh, just make my spirit new. No, because you were. You need to remember you were wrong, but now you're right. You were bad, but now you're good. Not by your works, but how He made you. You need to think like you are His workmanship. You need to remember the reason I did what I did was because I was created that way, not this way. And so he said, remember that you were. And verse 12 says that at that time, you were without Christ being aliens. Well, the way society is now, we know what aliens are. <clears throat> Those people that come in spaceships. Well, we use that term like an illegal alien, right? What does that mean? It doesn't mean they come in a spaceship illegally and some come in a spaceship legally. No, when we talk about an illegal alien, we mean they're in, they're in one land and they're in another land not legally. We know what an alien is, right, in the terms that it's used. And he said, we were, we were aliens. Some people probably look at you and think you still are some kind of alien, like, whoa, look at them. But I'm not talking naturally. That you just may need to put some makeup on. I don't know. But not a guy. But being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope or positive or good expectation and without God in the world. So that was without Christ. You were an alien. You were an outsider. You need to remember I was an outsider. The promises, the covenants, the agreements God had with man, the agreements that he had with man when it said that Abraham, God made some agreements and said, I'll bless you in your body. I'll bless you in all you set your hand to. I'll heal you. I'll strengthen you. I'll prosper you. I'll protect you. I'll do a work and keep your mind. That's all Abraham's blessing. Go read about it. The Bible said in Christ, because Christ died, he took away the curse that would have come on Abraham and then made Abraham's blessing ours, which is the blessing that they all experienced in, 
in their walk and in their covenant. He said, we didn't have that. But he said, now in Christ, we do have it. We know that from Scripture. In other words, you were created different, and there's stuff that belongs to you right now. Not because of how good you are, but because you were recreated in Christ. Okay, I'll promise I'll do better, Lord. Well, do better because you were created to do that, but this stuff's yours. His blood washed you clean, made you accepted, and he recreated you in your spirit when you were made new in Christ, when you received him. Verse 13 says, but now, notice that progression. Remember that he said you were recreated, therefore remember that you were once. And then he said at that time. Back then, at that time, you were this way. What's he telling you? You better watch how you think. And you need to think in the right context. Don't think like, I'm still bad. I'm still wrong. I, sti- I need God to do a work. You need to recognize he did a work in you. And get your thinking lined up with that. And he said, but now in Christ Jesus... You who once were afar off, aliens, strangers to the promises and what God had for you. Notice, were, you were far off, have been brought near. It's yours now by the blood of Christ, by His work. You have something new. But, you got to remember some things and think about some things. You need to remember that junk is not me. I'm made new. Oh, God, I just really need your favor today. I just really need you. Oh, I promise I won't sin anymore. If you would please do this. No, it's already yours, period. You're not a stranger anymore to the covenants. You're not a stranger to these things belonging to you. You need to remember that they didn't belong to you, but now in Christ, you've been brought near. In other words, what does it mean to be brought near? Oh, I'm close now. I'm close. No, he's, when he's talking about being brought near, he's talking about if you read the whole context, you're in. You're in. It's all yours. Because remember, we read before about these things that are an inheritance that belong to you. You need to start thinking like these things belong to me. That healing was already paid for. Because it was. Just like sins were paid for. Just like provision was paid for. Just like answer to prayer was paid for. Instead of thinking, man, if I can just get enough faith, then I can change this. Why don't you just start thinking like it's yours instead of trying to get enough faith? Let me just say that again. Instead of trying to get enough faith, why don't you just start thinking and remembering that wasn't mine in the past, but it's definitely mine now. Instead of thinking, man, if I do better, God will love me more. That's thinking like in the past. 
the old way. You need to think now, I'll do more because you love me regardless. There's a big difference. And we have these things and we need to remember and put things in the right context in our mind. Amen?